Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me today. It's Alan Barry Labucan. I'm the uh, founder of the Rocks and Stocks News website. Um, recently, um, when they were about 20% lower than they are right now, I started following uh, uh, Labrador Gold Lab. And uh, the reason that I did is that um, they're, they have the adjoining property to Newfound Gold. And uh, secondly, I, I saw that their trading pattern was sort of in lockstep with Newfound Gold. And I thought that there was a, a good chance that if Newfound Gold gets active and moving up, these guys will as well. So I started featuring both companies when they're significantly cheaper than they are now. And uh, they've come back quite nicely. But you know, closeology doesn't mean much to me unless they've got a good story uh, to go with that. And Labrador definitely does. Um, and uh, they, we're, we're going to talk about that with Roger Moss, the CEO of the company. Thank you very much for joining me today, Roger. Oh, you're welcome, Alan. It's always, uh, it, it's always good to tell the lab gold story. And uh, as you said, I think, I, I think we have a pretty good one. Yeah, so um, let's let's uh, start with some of the recent news. Um, one was that uh, you found a 338 gram uh, per ton gold sample uh, on a new discovery at your Golden Glove. Uh, you've also had high grade at your Big Vein, and you recently got some drill permits at your. Um, uh, on the Appleton Fault, which has got uh, a lot of people excited these days, uh, that Appleton Fault. So let's uh, let's start unpacking some of that news, Roger. Yeah, okay. I mean, we 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 could certainly do that. Uh, perhaps one of the one of the things, um, you know, just to go back a little bit, the the Appleton Fault was was really what what made me want to go and, and acquire the Kingsway property. And we put that together last March or March of March of 2020. And um, from what from what I saw even then after Newfound Gold had announced their initial discovery, the the Appleton fault stood out um, to me as being something something that could be quite important in the district. And that was before the Appleton fault was uh, was at the tip of everybody's tongue. And uh, it's household it's, name now. <laughs> yeah, it, it really it really is. But but you know, and that that's a testament to the work that uh, Newfound Gold has done down at Queensway, and I think in uh, in a in a smaller part, so some of the work that we've done at at Kingsway, which you which you pointed out. But um, yeah, I, I really believe that that, that the Appleton Fault is a uh, is shaping up to be quite a productive it's already prospective but i think it's going to be quite a productive fault in terms of gold mineralization and uh you know i i i should add before we dive into the appleton fault and 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 our occurrences itself um it's not the only fault on the island and uh it does get a lot of it does get a lot of attention but um you know there there are other faults that companies are working along and getting very good results. So well, one of those is a little further to the west is the uh, Valentine Lake uh, fault, and uh, and then you've also got that Dog Bay. I want to get into that because uh, 
there's a interesting um, anom anomaly. It seems to be offset um, instead of going directly vertical or uh, horizontal to, or parallel to the uh, Appleton fault. It it uh, has a bit of a jog in it, and and it looks like there's a good anomaly there. Um, so yeah, great, great. Thank you very much for bringing that up because that's important. These deep-seated faults are perfect conduits for uh, these orogenic kind of deposits. They go very deep. And, um, you know, Kirkland Lake got famous because of their fault, Fosterville mine and uh, the Swan Zone specifically um, turned into be a cash cow. And um, it looks like those faults out in uh, uh, Newfoundland have that same potential. I, I had a good geologist friend that was from back there and I asked him what he thought about Newfoundland. This was probably 20 years ago. And he said, well, there's lots of high grade gold, but uh, it doesn't seem to hang together. And um, I think a lot of that is because, you know, these orogenic deposits have complex faulting and they're not easy to find. And, you know, if you're a junior exploration, you, you get a couple sniffs. A lot of times in the past, they didn't really care about sniffs. Um, but that's all changed now. So let's talk more about that. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, yeah, I, th I think in the past, especially for junior mining companies, uh, you know, the way that we've tackled um, Big Vein and our drilling at Big Vein, and uh, certainly the way that Newfound Gold has tackled uh, uh, their occurrences down to the south, um, you, you've, you've got to have a pretty good treasury to be able to drill these things off and figure out what's happening. Um, someone, someone asked me the other day, uh, so what have, what have you learned um, since you started drilling at Big Vein? And uh, my answer is basically, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> and <laughs> we're, we're, we're still learning. Um, it is complex. Um, there are structures, there are different lithologies. I mean, there, there's, you know, the, the lith main lithology is a, is a pretty, a pretty mundane gray shale, but within that there are other lithologies that seem to be closer associated with the gold mineralization. So there, there's a lot going on. And I think, you know, if, if you were to drill that at, uh, at a 50 meter spacing, um, even 25 meter spacing, you would probably walk away from it, especially if you only did say a 2000 meter drill program. I mean, we didn't, if, if we had done a 2000 meter drill program, we wouldn't have found anything at Big Bang. Um, at least nothing, nothing to the extent that we have right now. So uh, we're very fortunate in being cashed up with like $33 million in the bank right now. And so that's, that's a lot, gives us a lot of comfort to be able to do the kind of close space drilling, not only to, to continue to, to get these kinds of grades, but to figure out where they're actually going. And I think, I, I think we're, I think we're actually doing, doing that. Uh, we, we're doing that now, we're, we're figuring it out, but it's still, it, it's complicated and uh, it's gonna take a lot of drilling to really- but in in reality, Roger, that complexity is uh, what you're looking for. It, it's not a negative. Um, you know, you look at the uh, Fosterville, and um, I mean, that's just got lots of uh, structural complexity to it. 
And uh, that's why it was a mine for 20 years before they, uh, you know, found the swan zone. Um, so complexity in this case is good, but you got to have the treasury to be able to figure out that that complexity. And you guys definitely have that. Yeah, I think I think that's right. And, you know, and any anybody that's worked in in iogenic gold systems are going to tell you that they're complex. So and 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 for good reason. I mean, you know, when when you're thinking about this gold coming up from wherever the source is in 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 the in the deep crust or the mantle, and uh, coming along these these faults, made major crustal scale faults, bring it up to the upper crust, and then spreading out there. I mean, it's it's um you know it it, it there's a lot there's a lot going on. To focus these um, these gold bearing fluids into one place and precipitate the gold out of it. So um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Complexity is not something to to uh, back away from, and uh, there are lots of traps, whether they're structural or uh, lithological, that uh, that can occur in these areas to um, to to concentrate the gold. And as as you were saying earlier, you know we've got. We've got uh, two major, major finds, I guess, at, at one at Big Bain, which is the, we found about a year ago now, um, with some uh, some visible gold in quartz vein boulders, and um, that was really the start of that uh, that the the Big Bain part of the story. And then more recently, with the prospecting, um, uh, the the discovery at, at Golden Glove, and you know, I, I think this is another thing that. Um, you know, is is really interesting when you're talking about working in Newfoundland. New and Newfoundland is is part of Canada, and um, it's it's a first world country. And when you can walk along and and make two discoveries, as we have in the past year, um, at surface in outcrop of visible gold, um, if if you talk to many people, this this doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, there are all those all those outcropping things are supposed to have already been found. Yeah, so I I, I think in Newfoundland we're we're seeing we're seeing a rebirth here, and and you know I I'm not going to be surprised if we see many more, and you know I I think it's it's a testament to our team that that we've got where we are, and and I, I will point out that both that both um, Golden Glove and Big Bane are new discoveries. They weren't known before, so we're not we're not looking at um, known occurrences or anything like that. We're well, that um, that Golden Glove uh, target really stood out to me, um, especially because it's right beside the bo coin border with um, <laughs> with uh, uh, at the um, Newfound, and they're drilling fairly close to that. If my memory serves me correct, is that right? Yeah, I'm not sure how I'm not sure how close they're drilling there now. Um, but but what was interesting to me is that uh, uh, we we announced the discovery of that uh, of the uh, Golden Glove, and um, a couple of days later, Newfound Gold announced the discovery of Big Dave, which was a, uh, a I think it was a discovery of um, uh, of visible gold in quartz vein boulders. On the other side of the boundary. That's it, yeah. And, and so, you know, it, it's to me, it, it just confirms again that 
you know, if, if you're close to the apple and fall, good things can happen. And, and we're very fortunate in that, um, you know, from, from the boundary with, with, with newfound gold, where, where golden glove occurs up to the north, to our northern boundary of our licenses, that covers about 12 kilometer strike length of the Appleton Fault. So we've got-, well, we've got So yeah, it's not just perspective on either side, but then a long strike, you're getting all these gold occurrences. And so the theory is that, you know, it's like a string of pearls or whatever you want to use. <laughs> I think I heard you use that before, but it's becoming reality. That's not just uh, stock promotion or hopium. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you're right. Uh, you know, um, I think Eric refers to the gold occurrences as jewelry boxes. Um, I prefer a string of pearls just because, you know, you, the, the Appleton fault in my mind is the string. And uh, with every new discovery, we're adding another pearl to the string. And um, it's really, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's working out so far. And uh, we, we do have a lot more ground to test, a lot more, um, and, and with, the, with the geochemical database that we have, um, it's, uh, you know, if, if you look at what a, a presentation, there's uh, basically lay out the strategy in the presentation of what we're looking for. And that's basically first structure, um, structure and lithology, cross-cutting structures, and then laying on top of that, the uh, anomalous geochemistry. And it doesn't necessarily just have to be gold, arsenic and antimony are good too. Um, they're good pathfinders. In fact, we use, we use arsenic and antimony uh, in the core shack with, with our uh, XRF, it'll pour the left Wait so long for the assays to actually come in. You've got some pathfinders yeah. there that will help lead you. Yeah. So, and you know, without without that, and with the long lead time for the assays, uh, you know, we'd we'd be we'd be drilling blind. So, um, we do have some we we do have some information that can keep us on the straight and narrow uh, while we're waiting for those uh, for those drill results to come in. And so, um, all of these things together, I think, are are, um, are helping us being able to execute our our. our exploration program really well. And I think, um, I think the success that we've had in the, in, in the past, we've only been doing this for 18 months. It's hard to believe, but I think, I think the success that we've had is, um, you know, it, it's, it's testament to both the strategy and the team um, doing, doing the work on the ground. Well, maybe the, you can put your, uh, your string of pearls and, uh, and uh, Eric's uh, uh, jewelry boxes together because it seems to me like that's the structure. You look for the pearls and then you get down and look for the jewelry boxes of uh, potential cash cows like Swan, the Swan Zone at uh, Foskerville. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. I think, you know, there's, you know, we're both, uh, both newfound and us are, are working really hard at, at developing these properties. And I think there's, there's gonna be, I, I have no doubt there's gonna be more discoveries made along there, um, you know, and, and both on their side and our side. Um, I hope that some of the companies working elsewhere on the island are, are going to also see new discoveries um, because, you know, we're, we're, we're looking at a, an entire district here that seems to be um, very well endowed 
with gold mineralization and um, you know my experience in just the short time that I've been on the island is that um, there's no reason why we're not going to see a lot more a lot more discoveries um, in 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 the next little while and and really that's I, I think that's partly because of the amount of the amount of time and effort that's going into exploring um, the area now I mean some some companies are exploring ground that's never been really explored before. And um, who knows what they're going to come up with. It's- um, Well, we definitely know that you've got the plumbing system there and the juices are extreme high grade. Um, and as you said, they, <clears throat> they come to surface in certain cases. So, you know, that's, uh, that's a recipe for success. Yeah, I think so. And, and you know, it's, uh, like I said, other, other faults could could be similarly well endowed, um, and and companies are still looking at them. But in in our from where we are, um, you mentioned the Dog Bay line. We we haven't even looked at that in any in any significant way. We've done a little bit of prospecting and sampling along it, and we got some interesting results. But we just we just don't have the manpower at this point to to be able to follow that up with the, with the kind of work that we need to do. And um, there's even, even some work that we did last year that we haven't, we haven't yet gone, had time to go back to that showed promise. And um, it's just, uh, you know, we're, 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 foc we're really focused now on, on the Appleton fault because I think that's where, that's where we've shown we can, we can, we can find more gold occurrences. We have lots of anomalous geochemistry, and uh, that's where I think the 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 next pearls on a string are going to come from. Uh, it's just, you know, to me, to me, it's a no-brainer. Like you follow that, you prospect it, and uh, you upgrade the targets and you drill them. And yeah, well, it's been a good. pretty pretty good <laughs> recipe for success so far. Uh, ultimately, the drill is not going to lie. Um, so you got to, you also got to have a good drilling strategy though. You can't just drill, drill, um, drill totally willy nilly, but yeah, um, cause you could be 10 meters, five, two meters off and you've walked over yeah. a, a tremendous yeah. discovery. Well, you know, you know what, you know, what excites me, um, right now is, you know, big, big rain is, is, is looking pretty good. Um, and this earlier this week, we announced that we're moving one of the rigs from Big Vane over to this this new area that I want to test where the pristine gold grains are. And um, in, where in, is that, uh, Roger? It's about it's just under a kilometer to the north northeast of Big Vane. And and the reason this the reason this is this is interesting. Um, uh, well, there are several several reasons, but but one we got we got these till results back, and um, I think there were 311 gold grains in one sample and 165 in the other. Are they and rounded or are they angu uh, ang um, you know pristine? Oh, they're, they're pristine. So, and pe people didn't really get the significance of this. Now, if, I if I do because I spent a lot of my career in diamonds and uh, oh, you use you those indicator minerals and how rounded they are uh, or angular to lead you back to where they came from. So when I hear pristine 
gold grains, I know that that's in close proximity to where they came from. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I, I, I didn't make a, a very good job of, of getting that point across. And so if, if you look at, so, that, so that on, on the Kingsway prop, well, in, in, in that district, the, the ice direction is pretty much from, from southwest and northeast, relatively parallel to the stratigraphy. And, um, and so gold grains in till samples could potentially come from Big Bain because that would be up ice. But when we, when we talked to the guys that did the, um, that, that did the concentrating of the grains and the, and, and, and the, um, was that the guys at ODM? Yes, it was. Yeah. And well, they have a, I used them before when I was doing diamond exploration and they're very good. Oh, that, I think I think they're probably the leading experts in this kind of um, these these kinds of analyses. And when when they sent me the when they sent me the uh, the 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 report on on the gold grains, they said, "Well, you know, these 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 are pristine." And I think in in our presentation, we have we have photo of the um, uh, of the gold grains, and you can see. I mean, not not only are they not rounded, they still have little pointy pointy edges to it and and they basically say this this didn't come far this is probably within 200 meters 250 meters uh, from the source so but a big vein is 800 meters up ice so okay. i think Too we can far. write on big vein as a source and look for something between big vein and those samples and that's where the drill is moving um, if, if it was coming from 800 meters away, they would be a lot more rounded. Exactly. So, yeah. so we this this is going to be the next pearl on the string is uh, when we can we can drill into into the source of those gold grains in those till samples. And this is you know it's like the gift that keeps on giving, the Appleton fault zone. I mean, it's just um, you know I think I think we're really we're really fortunate to um, to be working along there and to uh, to really to really have uh, all the information that we have to have the funds that we have to do the exploration that we need to do and um, to have uh, a great a great team that uh, and that that can carry out that work and, and you're doing and, uh, good science. Uh, I mean, to to you're getting good people involved to do the work that you know leads you to understand you know that something like that in diamonds they uh, if they're close to surf or close to the source they'll also have reaction rims, calipitic rims around them, and you know if you've got an angular grain with some calipitic rim on it. You know, you know, you're really close to the source, and that's the same thing you're going to see with the gold grains. If they're nice and pristine, and you know, some good angling to them, and no rounding, uh, that's got to be from a close source. Mm -hmm. Like, no, oh, absolutely. These, these weren't just one or two grains. These were like 90% of the grains were pristine. So, well, that's uh, another thing we look for in diamonds is not only the pristine, uh, well, the, uh, the in indicator minerals with an angular, if you get a lot of them, um, you know, again, it's a good indicator that you're close to source. 
Yeah. Um, so you're getting all the signals that I look for in diamonds on the on the, the gold front. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, it's um, it's it's been it's been pretty interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to the start of drilling drilling those holes, and um, you know, it'll probably take a few holes before we find anything, but um, at least we know we're going to be we're going to be in the right area, and um, we might we might even have to call it the the pristine pristine target pristine target i like that golden gloves because when i was younger i boxed so uh i, I was a boxer so uh i like that golden glove why did you give it that name well it, it's it's funny you ask because whenever we name uh, these things uh usually it's the team that comes up with the names and um golden glove was uh named by the prospectors that found it and uh, there were there were two of them out there banging on the rocks and and putting the um, putting the samples in the sample bag and and one of the prospectors likes to wear uh, gloves um, while while he's working out in the field and so he was he was handling this stuff and and the um, the other prospector said your your gloves they're golden because there were little bits of golden uh, gold grains that was stuck on stuck onto his his gloves. So um, that was uh, that was where the name came from, and uh, it was yeah. So a, a good a good story for sure. Yeah, well, you know that's part of exploration too. You know, so lots of uh, those kind of uh, stories are in major discoveries. So I like that golden glove name. Yeah, yeah, no, that was I I, I like that too. It was that, that that's good. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm looking at your uh, presentation right now. And by the way, I always advise people to do their homework and, um, you know, go to their website, labs website, labradorgold.com. And um, I'm looking at your uh, map with the key structures on them. And I see something that is quite interesting in two parts of that dog bay line. Um, one is that it, it looks like there's been some cross faulting there that displaced that uh, dog bay line. Right. Um, one of them is uh, to the east of, or to the west of um, the big vein. And the other is to the west of the Kraken. And um, it looks like there might be a cross fault going through Appleton and that dog bay line. Am I, Am I off base there, or am I seeing things? Uh, no, I, th I think that's that's quite possible. We do have. Um, I, I don't have the diagram in front of me, but I think I know the one you're referring to. And those those are second order structures that that some of some of them are pretty major faults in their own right, and uh, kind of goes. They they're the ones that are trending sort of north northwest to southeast. Exactly. And, Cutting, cutting across, um, and you're it right. It looks that, like there might be something in the geophysics that's suggesting a, a pretty significant cross cut that goes from through Appleton and all the way through uh, Dog Bay. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. I think, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it definitely, uh, and it does, it does offset the the Dog Bay line. One, um, one of those, one of those faults. I know the one you're referring to. Um, but yeah, you know, this, this is, an, again, it's, it's a, uh, 
it's another example of the complexity of the area. Um, there's, there's an area to the north, um, also along the Appland Fault Zone, that you just, you just have this bird's nest of, of cross structures crossing the Appland Fault Zone. And so it, it, it's an area that um, last year we did some. Are some you talking about where, if you go to the north of the Dog Bay line from Kraken, there's, there, it looks like there's two faults that kind of go into a Y. And then if you go back over to the Appleton Fault, it looks like there's a cross-cutting feature that goes, displaced the Appleton Fault and also continue, possibly continues to that Dog Bay line. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, yeah, right, right up in the, in the, near the top of that figure. Yes. Yeah, I see the, I see the figure now, I can see it. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so that, there's, there's a dog's breakfast in there and um, it's, it's, you know. Yeah, but these dog's breakfasts are good because that's, <laughs> if you've got something that, offsets that Appleton fault, that's a perfect preparation of the rock for uh, the juices to get up there. Yeah, well, you know, it's, 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 an, it's another case of, um, of not, not having the time and the, and the resources to get, to get up there and follow it up. Um, we have done some prospecting up there. There's not a lot of outcrop, um, but one of the things that we did do last year which again we haven't we haven't followed up to any significant degree was was a CSAMT survey with uh, audio magnetotellurics and what what that showed uh, well it showed two things in that in that area where we have this complex all these complex structural intersections one that we had a very a very high highly resistive zone um, which could be you know could could reflect uh, solidification, quartz veining, things like that. But we also had a huge um, chargeability zone that was sub-parallel to the, to the trend of the Appland Fault. So we haven't, we haven't followed those up uh, to any significant degree. Ideally, I think, I think we now have a, <clears throat> excuse me, I think we now have a drill permit so we can actually get up there and drill those uh, resistivity anomalies. So at some point um, in the next 10,000 meters, we'll probably we'll probably get up there and uh, and and test those anomalies. And you know that that's that's probably about I would guess seven eight kilometers north of Big Vane. So. You know, it's, those, that faulting, that complex faulting there sticks out like a sore thumb. I can see it on the geophysics and, uh, and your maps. Yeah, no, exactly. It, Another it, it, one that sticks out to me like a sore thumb is um, if you go to the almost directly west of Golden Glove, um, there's a, uh, another Y or a fork in the road kind of um, structure, and it's also where that Appleton fault sort of bends out from going straight through um, the Keats Lotto Dome, and yeah. and up into the north of your your big vein. It seems to have a pretty good bend to it, and then there's uh, 
like fork in the road. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's an interesting that's an interesting area too. Um, we have been down there, and there is some there is some anomalous uh, anomalous uh, soil soil geochemistry. But again, there's not there's not much an outcrop down there, so we haven't been we haven't really been able to um, to to sample sample any rocks in in that area. But uh, it's definitely definitely worth um, worth looking at, probably with some trenching, something like that, prior awesome. to, uh, to 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 follow follow that up. And it's uh, again, it's right on the boundary, so <laughs> that's always good. Well, and I like that it's it's also kind of a bend in the Appleton Fault there, and that flexure point is also a very tends to be a good uh, area for preparation of the rock. Like, oh, for example, if you look at uh, marathons, um, the right at the where they're where that fault bends is where they found all the uh, gold occurrences. And uh, so it's a good sign that you that whole bend is is quite perspective, I would think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, jog, jogs and bends are, are and bends. always good. Yeah, there's uh, there's no doubt about that. And in fact, at uh, at Big Vein, the um, the initial uh, the initial visible gold area is is in a jog in Big Vein, and um, it, it, some of the, some of the maps show show that it, it goes from sort of being a north a northeast trending. Yeah, you can there. see it, and then it turns back sort of. Back north. in line with the lotto and the dome and all of those uh, that Newfound Gold has, it kind of catches back up. It goes yeah. like this, and then it turns back up to the northeast. Yeah, that's right. So it's um, you know, there's lots lots of stuff going on, and uh, we've we've had a bit of time to start figuring things out, and I think we're I think we're doing pretty good. Yeah, well, you've been very kind with your time, and I kind of want to wrap it up here. But um, you know, uh, structure structure is important. Uh, mineralization is obviously important. It looks like there's a lot of important uh, discoveries on that that deep seated fault, and uh, you guys have made discoveries with the Truth Machine. You've made discoveries in your uh, in your um, sampling. You're getting a good handle on these, the complexity of the faulting. Um, so yeah, I think it's just a matter of time before you guys have your own Keats and household name discoveries, because that's some <laughs> hell of a perspective area to be looking at, Roger. Congratulations for what you're, you and your team have done there. And I'm expecting a, a lot of uh, uh, great stuff ahead for you guys. Yeah, thanks, Alan. And we, we we're certainly certainly looking forward to carrying on, um, you know, the 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 rate that we've been going at. And if we can if we can do that, I think I think you're right. I think we'll have a few more discoveries in the next year. Before I close things off, where do you stand with drill holes in the in the uh, labs, and what's sort of pending that uh, investors can look forward to, Roger? Uh, yeah, that the labs, as you know, their their turnaround's pretty slow. Um, the latest I got from the lab manager was about two months for your regular 
assays. Um, I think just off the top of my head, we've probably re received and reported about 60% of the, the um, samples that we've submitted to the lab. And uh, we submit samples on a, on a regular basis. Um, and uh, some of those samples that if they have visible gold in them, we will rush them. But uh, even rush, rush assays right now take about a month to, to turn around. So um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's a long wait time, but I think we, we probably have about 30 to 40% uh, samples in the lab that we haven't received assays for yet. And then you're putting more samples in the lab as, we're, as you're moving along, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's, what, that's, that's just the drilling. I mean, we've got lots of rock rock samples in there too from all our prospecting uh, that we've done this this summer. We haven't got a lot of uh, a lot of um, assays back for those yet, and some of those will be uh, will be interesting for sure. And um, what's the seasonality like? You can drill there pretty much year round. Yeah, the uh, we plan to drill through the winter. Uh, we do expect that there'll be a couple periods where we may may have to shut down for a while, mostly during uh, during freeze up and and the spring thaw, um, maybe a couple of weeks either time. So uh, other than that, and and uh, Christmas break, we'll probably be drilling all the way through. So I think the news will uh, will continue to flow as it as it has been. Good. Well. Sounds like your news flow will be for the foreseeable future, maybe out a year or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I certainly hope so. I, I don't see any reason to cut it off. Excellent. Okay, I'm going to wrap things up. You can listen in and uh, we can have a little chat when I end the recording. So there you go, folks. Um, Lab has, uh, I think they're a leveraged way to get into the whole newfound gold um, uh, exposure, their chart seems to follow that. But most importantly, and why I'm so excited about Lab, is that they've got tremendous potential to make their own set of keats and, and the kind of discoveries that, uh, that Newfound Gold has made. Um, all of this is has to do with the structural stories. We talked about some of those cross-cutting features and uh, and the way the, the fault goes uh, and that they found in the truth machine and their sampling, they found gold, they found pristine gold grains, which suggests that the source is very close. So I think they've got a great future ahead of them. They've got the money in the bank to be able to go after this in a big way. And uh, so, those are the reasons I invited Roger on, and I think that we'll be talking a lot in the future. And uh, as always, my shows are for information purposes only. It's important for you to do your homework and speak with your financial advisors. And I always stress to people, do your homework. It helps you to be more informed investors. And these guys have a lot of great stuff on their website. Go check out Labrador Gold. I think you could probably even give Roger a call and uh, he, he and his team would be glad to talk to you. When you're on something exciting like this, you'd love to talk about it. Uh, so do your homework and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.